The Social Good Magazine show is produced by Tomasino Media LLC and hosted by Kristen Tomasino. The Social Good Magazine show is a beacon of hope for global communities filled with inspiring stories that illuminate pathways to success. By sharing transformational concepts and taking action-oriented steps towards progress, we can collaborate on reducing suffering together and enjoying the journey along the way. So let's use this magazine and show as our roadmap and opportunity to guide each other in discovering victory over adversity. Dr. Angelica Wagner, PhD, as a neuroscientist, she has a long career in helping others find freedom from suffering. What I appreciated about hearing Dr. Angela Wagner's discussion in Paris was how she shared about different techniques and thought processes that were examples of success stories. She's had a long dedicated career to investing millions of dollars into this particular topic of public health and helping others. And I'm so pleased to have her highlighted on the Social Good Magazine show. Not only is work like this important in our communities, but it's important for the general public to know that there are alternatives to helping others manage through suffering. Thank you, Dr. Angelica Wagner, for being part of the show today. Hang in there and, and see what happens next. All right. All right. Thank you. So is leadership gender biased? I want you to think about it. Because with all the discussion on, on um, binary and non-binary gender, what does that mean? How does that manifest? And if, if leadership is not gender biased, what does excellence mean? How do we get to excellence as women with those multiple roles as hats? And in there and... So does leadership look like this? Are these the invincible leaders of our time? Let's look at President Zelensky. President Zelensky started off as a comedian pretending to be a president on, um, on a television show. That's right. He became a president who makes other presidents look like comedians because of his leadership. Okay. Winston Churchill, because of his famous no-nonsense attitude, led a country through a war. I'm going to challenge you to think about where is the war today? My family uh, was in Odessa. My family was from the Ukraine. And, um, and the stories that were told about the Ukraine, about raping women and, and all of the destruction that's going on, these were stories told to me when I was 12 years old. These were stories that were real. I dismissed them. I dismissed them from my mother because she's exaggerating. This couldn't be possibly real. This couldn't be happening. Yes, it was happening. And when I finally met the cousins who experienced that and finally left communist regime at the fall of the Berlin Wall in 1988, and I met them five years ago for the first time in my life, for the first time in my life, they told me all the stories that my mother had told me were true. And so we need to understand where is the war? Is the war just in Ukraine? Is the war in, in, in the United States because you guys still do not have Healthcare, because you do not have, you do not see that healthcare 
is a normal right of your life in the, as a citizen. In, in Canada, in Canada, we have universal health care. In Great Britain, we have universal health care. We see this as a right. But I also want you to look at your right as a woman and your leadership as a woman. Where is the internal warfare in your soul? Where are you torn that you do not want to believe your own truth? Where is it, Pastor, that you want to stand, stand up and say, God does not call the equipped. God equips the called. And so where you are being called, follow your heart. Because the heart and um, Sandy, the one slide I took out yesterday when I brought my master was I took out the the brain and the heart and the gut connection. They all work together. And the, prim the primary um, uh, function of this presentation is alignment. alignment. And so I That's want you alignment. to be in alignment. Mental, heart, emotional, physical, body, mind, spirit. I am the top neuroscientist in the world. I do not know how to do I do not know how I got there. The only thing I do know is that I followed my values. I am not a prescribing neuroscientist. My values were what kept me behind the eight ball of no drugs, no scalpel. Are they important in our lifetime? Yes, they are. Are they important in healing the brain? No. no. Okay, let's go. So, is, does this a, is this a leader? No. Does she look like a leader? When I was eight years old, I wanted to be a neuroscientist. I thought that was never impossible. When I was eight years old, my mother was, my, my mother was dying. My mother was in hospital with a very serious disease. I thought, she's never going to make it. It was my, it was my, quest since I was eight years old to discover why do some people get sick and other people live long healthy lives. It's a puzzle to me. I am mesmerized and I am um, absolutely transported by fascination of what is illness in one person is fuel in another. And that's what I want you to look at today. So when I was 12 years old, I was, I was blessed to have an incredible English teacher. I fell in love with the English language. I fell in love with poetry and the great poets of the world when I was 12 years old. Science was not in my brain. So this is actually me. Um, besides now being a neuroscientist, I was the single mother of four children. I walked out of my abusive marriage when, uh, when I was 33 years old. My uh, children were three, five, seven, and nine. In the 80s, women did not do that. My mother, who was in the final years of her life, or in the final months of her life, when I announced that I was getting divorced, she said, I only wish I had your courage. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. So I'm um, one of the one of the um, 
issues that you, one of the things that you need to know is that our generational wounds come with us. They come with our blood, they come with our bone, they come with our heart and our nerve and our sinew, and our generational wounds come with us. So I had a family history. My father was an alcoholic. I married an alcoholic. Um, it, it, believe me, it transferred into my children's lives in a very real way where one day I woke up and I said, son, one has to change this. And maybe it's me. So I was the 24-hour, 24-7 um, workaholic mom with the super mom syndrome, and you guys all talked about that before. So what happened? What changed? So before, oh, can you go back to the other one? So with this 24-hour-7 uh, uh, super mom syndrome, I also put four children through university on my own nickel. They did not experience university debt. I put two, child, two, two adult, almost adult children through university two at a time for a period of eight years and then had a heart attack. And then had to face my own vulnerability. And then had, but I didn't tell a soul. Not one person knew I had a heart attack. Nobody. Until my brother, 10 years later, at 49, also had a heart attack. And it was time for me to come clean and say, I change a few things. And so my perception, because I was the top woman producer in my company at that time of 100 uh, men, I was the top woman producer in, in that real estate company. And I bought, sold, flipped, invested in real estate, and I put all those children through university. They moved, we moved every two years, and the father told their, my children, who I was paying their education for, your mother is unstable, your mother is crazy. Mm -hmm. From the time my children were seven years old, my children were told, your mother is crazy. Yes, mm -hmm. thank you, crazy genius is good. <laughs> so, You're so I want to know what your perceptions of leadership are. So is the woman on the left a better leader than the woman on the right? This is, one, this is Heidi Montag. Last week I was invited to speak to a group of the world's top uh, plastic surgeons. They were shocked, and not shocked, <laughs> when I told them that Botox is a neurotoxin. They shouldn't yeah, be doing absolutely. that. So is this person on the left uh, less of a leader than the person on the right? Same person? It's the same person. Yeah. Wow. What's the difference? Perception of herself. Botox in the cheeks, double, um, um, she had Botox, breast augmentation, butt lift, eyebrow lift, face lift, all of it. She had seven surgeries in 24 hours. What? That's Does that make her final appearance more of a leader? than the one on the left? Absolutely no, absolutely not. What was in her heart, Karen? So, and remember I said to you, and I'm sorry, you can't see it very well, and that's why I'm really glad that the breast uh, cancer um, surgeon was in before me, because I want you to look at this woman. She's also a woman who had a double mastectomy. 
And there is a group, a very high leadership group of women who chose double mastectomy, reconstruction, construction, and failed and revised constructions of the breast. And since we as women identify with our breasts as our gender, are we less or more of a, win of a woman or less or more of a leader with or without them, I'm asking you. Zero relevance. No, it's about Zero the relevance. It's about the okay? person. Yeah. So there we go. So here I'm going to get now into some of the some of the icons and and understand that they went through things. I saw Jane Fonda on her 80th birthday. Uh, I used to live in California, so I was at the Bill Maher show. And for his 60th birthday, he said the only thing he wanted on that platform was to see Jane Fonda. I was so starstruck. I was just standing there with my mouth hanging open while everybody else was sitting down, and I was still standing up going. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> because I don't know if you know the story of Hanoi Jain, and I don't know if you know the story of Jane Fonda's cancer, but here she is. Because she's now in that bottom picture, 85 years old. And yes, she has had some, some work done, but she is still out there as a leader speaking her truth. Yeah. Disruptor. Oh, <laughs> disruptor. The Del Taco. Huh? The Del Taco. Yeah. <laughs> so remember, I told you that I that I love poetry, and this is and this is the this is at 12 years of age. This is the poem that spoke to me, and that brought me through uh, my teenage years. So if you can keep your head when all around you are losing theirs, and then you can read the rest of it. And the last line is, oh, in in between, if you can if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters but the same. Mm -hmm. So, I challenge you, whatever your triumphs are, it's momentary, it's fleeting. The cell permeates in and out. When you're meeting with disaster, it's, it's not permanent. It's, it's full of changed. And it's, and it's an illusion. So what do we have as women? What do we have as leaders? We have this moment. We have now. And if it's not up to us, who is it up to? Who's going to make the change? If we don't make the change, who will change? Are we going to wait for our children to make the change? No. So women pioneers in science because, shockingly enough, from simple beginnings. This goes back lots and lots of years. So Lady Ada Lovelace, she was the first programmer in the world. 1833, did you ever think that a woman was involved with math or science in 1833? No, I was shocked with this information. Elizabeth Gary Anderson, first woman medical doctor in Great Britain. And there were no men, there were no women in hospitals in Great Britain. There were no teams of nurses in, in, in hospitals in Great Britain. And one woman started all of it. She was the founder of the first woman's hospital that was ever created. She used her, she used her anger, she used her shock value to change what needed to be changed now. Yes. 
Marie Curie. So poly, uh, Polish, French uh, uh, physicist and chemist. She was the first woman to win a Nobel Prize. She didn't just win one Nobel Prize, she won two. And she won two Nobel Prizes in consecutive categories. This was never done before by a woman. Also huge in, in uh, also huge in X-rays. So this is Katherine Johnson. Many of you may have heard of her when um, uh, when the film Four Figures came out. She is the first African American ma uh, woman mathematician who actually brought our uh, brought men back from the moon. She did the calculations so that the shuttles and the spacecraft exactly matched up so that these men could be brought from outer space because of her numbers back to Earth. This was monumental. What was also monumental was the fact that since there were no washrooms, toilets for black women, she had to go a mile to go to the bathroom. And because of that, those rules were changed. They were changed in NASA. They were changed in all of that whole scientific arena. But she's ordinary, right? Yes. Ordinary, brilliant. Rosalind Elsie Franklin. Now, everybody's heard of Watson Crick. Everybody's heard of the DNA model. Rosalind Elsie Franklin actually had a university and actually uh, was the person who, who uh, examined the, the structure of the DNA model. She lived to 1958. Yes, we need our little kids in here. Okay. Oh, go back one. Yes, Valentina Tereshkova, who has now been sanctioned because she's Russian, uh, was the first and youngest woman in space in 1963. She was a Russian engineer and became the first cosmonaut to travel space. She, she actually orbited, um, orbited the Earth three times in a space capsule, that, which was a first for women. Sally Ride. Something you might not know about Sally Ride was that Sally Ride was the first openly uh, LGBTQ uh, astronaut for, and the third woman to fly in space. Um, she spent 343 hours in space. Sadly, only lived to 2012. We'd love to have her around more. And then, some of our amazing speakers talked yesterday about Eleanor Roosevelt. Who was Eleanor Roosevelt? She was the wife of FDR Roosevelt, the president. Are you kidding? She should have been invisible. She was not. She chose, not at all, she chose to stand up and she said these famous words, obedient women never make history. How much does that liberate you? How much can you go into the world and choose not necessarily to be obedient? Is this something we want to be known for? So, so she also said the United Nations is our greatest hope for future peace. Alone we cannot keep peace of the world, but in cooperation with others. We are here to achieve this much longed for security. So there is the dissonance, right? There is the dissonance. How do we have this global peace 
and at the same time have leadership. All right? And have, yes, yes, Pastor Carol, have an internal war with this. Because as women, that's what goes on. We don't talk about it, but that was, that's what goes on. So she also said, the world of the future is in our making. Look, tomorrow is now. And I'm going to really encourage you to remember, tomorrow is now. Yeah. Don't let your fear get in the way of creating today what needs to be done today. So always remember that you have not the, only the right to be an individual, you have the obligation to be an individual. You cannot make a useful contribution to the world unless you choose to be an individual. So the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. And are we negating our dreams? Are we forgetting about them? So the question again goes, am I beautiful enough? So am I so busy trying to be beautiful enough that I forget about being a leader? And because of the um, Plastic Surgeons Conference, I did a whole, um, a whole presentation on body dysmorphia. When does body dysmorphia start? Body dysmorphia starts in our teenage girls, in our girls when they're eight years old, and our girls when they're 12 years old. Yes. And if we're going to start, if we're going to revolutionize the world, we, re we start by revolutionizing, but by helping our children to be the individuals that they are and to bring forth their, their gifts. Because the kids that are in the world right now, those kids are starseeds. Those kids come with sensitivities that are unbelievable. Yeah. Those kids come with emotional, emotional sensitivities, food sensitivities. They walk into a room, they feel things. All of those sensitivities need to be their superpowers. Use them as their superpowers and not as their, use them as their strengths and not as their weaknesses. Use them as not what makes them different, but what makes them genius. And as we encourage our children to stay in our genius, in their genius, and as we stay in our genius as women as, and, and as activists and as con contributors to humanity, this is how we change the world. So, yes, and George Bernard Shaw um, said, the reasonable man adapts himself to the world, the unreasonable man persists in trying to adapt the world to himself. Um, at the end, because I came up and forgot to bring my book, I'll show you one of my books. I am best-selling author of five books. We have said many times in this room, we have said, be the change. Gandhi was my father's hero. He is also my hero. He was the change with a simple change. What did he do? He walked to the sea for salt. He walked, and two million people walked with him. And this one, and one of my mentors, uh, Robert Allen in, in, um, in real estate. So you have to know as a single woman, as a single mom, I bought and sold 10 properties by myself. Go girl. I, I um, sponsored and paid for all of my research, all of my clinical trials. It cost me, it cost me two million dollars. So Winston Churchill That's said. That's huge. I'm sorry. Can we just pause for a minute yeah. and give this one a round of applause? Yes! You just said that you funded your own research for two million dollars. Stand up and give this one a round of applause. No, 
hard that is to do. for humanity, so oh thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you, that's so... You make me smile, and you and you, uh, and you really touched my heart with that. I'm so grateful to you. Yes, it was. It was, it was very hard, but it was so needed. I couldn't stop myself from investing in the, in the research that was so needed. Yeah. This is never, 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 never. It's easy. Never, 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 never give up. Seven nevers. Remember them. Seven nevers. Yeah, be complete. There you are. Okay, so let's talk about ex uh, excellent leaders. What makes people outstanding? I didn't give it a gender. I didn't give it a male, a female, or a child. I gave it people. What is the what was is it the need for change in their circumstances? Is it the need to be seen? Yeah. Is it the need to solve a huge problem? What is it for themselves, or was it for humanity? So, um, when I after my heart attack, I moved to California and said, "Hasta la vista, baby. I'm out of here for a while." <laughs> uh, the thing that happened within six months of my arriving there was that I had a very serious brain trauma. I hit the back of my head. Mm and my retina almost detached. Oh. And with the process of that, of being blind at a very young age, I thought, what do I do now? And my daughter, had, one of my daughters, had taken um, this body talk course, and I thought, no, got nothing to lose. So in Laguna Beach, yeah. I went and took a body talk course, and they did the courtesies. Mm -hmm. And I had had, uh, I had, had uh, laser surgery for my eye, wow. and I just did courtesies every day, two, three times a day. 90 days later, I went back to the uh, surgeon who did the surgery, and he said and he said to me, you're a very strange woman. I went, I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be different. Yeah. Gotta be different. Yeah. And he said, you have no scarring in your eye. How'd you do that? Huh? Mm -hmm. And then he said, and your vision is 15 over 20 instead Woo! of what it was before yeah. I did the surgery. And with that, I was hooked. And with that, I started to use all of the quantum energy things that I learned with Body Talk, but also of Tesla, that all, you know, that everything in the world is vibration, three, six, and nine. All of my research is based on vibrational frequencies, all of it. So what is the, thank you. So what is the need to solve a huge problem? Is it for the world, my eye, was for myself. I didn't want to be blind. Exactly. But what is it that you do not want to see? Ah. Uh, yeah. What is it that you are closing your eyes to? Ah. Uh, so, what values drove these work? This work was it a personal value? Was it a global value? What values drives your work? Was it a personal value? Was it a global value? Have you asked yourself? Is this thing I'm doing? in alignment with a trend I can disrupt. So I went through all of these courses and then I had this mentor in 1995, his name is, he was an Albert Schweitzer winner, and he had an addiction clinic. And I called him up one day and I said, Jay, I've got this course I wanna teach. It's on the cranial nerves, what do you think? He says, yeah, send it over, I'm going to Japan. 
I'll get back to you in a couple weeks. And I knew he would. Two days later, the phone rings. It's Jay. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, I'm either going to be really in trouble or he's got something important to say to me. And he said, Angie, you call me Angie? Angie, you stumbled onto something, you don't even know how big this is. So you need to come and study with us for a year in order that you know how big this is because this could change the world forever and you need to know what you have done here. It didn't start off that way. It started off with a fascination of how can I how can I solve this for myself? Mm -hmm. So the cranial nerves are three, four, six for the eye. The vagus mm -hmm. nerve is five, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah. So the vagus nerve goes from your brain through your through your heart through your right. gut. It's all connected. Yes. We are all yes. connected. Okay. So what is your purpose? What is your mission? And what do we have here? Alignment. What is your passion? Unless you align your passion with a current or upcoming trend, with people who support your vision, with funding to bring it into reality, your, your dream will die an early death. It's a picture of a corpse. Is that corpse your soul? Is it your vision? Are you following your vision? So I'm figuring, ah, I discovered something really big. Of course somebody's going to fund this, or of course somebody's going to help me with this. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So my clinical research was that I took 100 prisoners out of Los Angeles jail. Wow. And, 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 I would, and I instructed that in order to be part of the clinical trial, they had to stay for 90 days. In those days, you... It took me 90 days to really to rewire our brain. Come back to LA. We need you again. Uh, yes, so help sweet. us. <laughs> We're all the unifying. World, the world needs her. In fact, yeah. I'm working at so, the AA hospital right now. We have plenty of people. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> so there we were. Uh, it took 100 people out of Los Angeles jail. Wow. 35 stayed for 30 days, which 90 days, which was at that time my criteria. Now it's 30 days. 30, um, so 33 out of 35 have not relapsed since 2013. Wow. wow. I, am, I, am, I am the only, I am the only research scientist in the world that can give someone a lifetime guarantee that after they have, have done the 30 day brain rewire with me, no drugs, no scalpel, that they will never relapse again for the rest of their life. What's the number one complaint of those prisoners? They had to go back to jail because they relapsed. And a 23-year-old kid, just a genius of a kid, meth, called me up one day and says, Doc, will you come to, will you come to, um, will you come to the court with me? I went, why? Well, I, I got caught stealing and I need to go to court. He said, Jason, you're, you get paid money from the VA. He was, um, had, a, had an injury. Mm -hmm. You get paid money from the VA. You get, I was caught stealing. Mm -hmm. I went, really? You have enough money to get meth. You don't have enough money to feed yourself. Mm -hmm. Changed my life. Mm -hmm. 
changed his life. And so I kept asking Jay Holder, like, like, dude, you've got an, you've got a, a, an addiction clinic, you've had it 25 years, what about non-relapse? Where's yes. the stuff for the non-relapse? Why aren't you teaching non-relapse? Yes. Why aren't you teaching that, you know, you don't have to be here for six months? In normal yeah. relapse clinics, you, you go for six months a year, two days after they're out, they're back paying again, it's 25,000 a month, and, and 25,000 times six months or a year or whatever. They now have ranches for kids for, for meth, cocaine, heroin, relapse. It creates another dependency. It's, a, it's another dependency. So I thought, I thought that this would all fall into place. It did not until I was in alignment with my purpose. And Rick Warren, you probably know from, know of him from California. He says anything that's worth doing is 30, takes 30 to 40 years, and that's correct. So what is your vision, your dream, your purpose of your purpose of your work? And you need plans and systems to support the work and sticking to them to be number to be um, to no matter what. <coughs> you need to be hungry to be number one. You need that that giving superior value to your customer is happen, has must happen through your first interaction. And it's not just about the numbers; it's the way you treat people. Yeah. People will people will follow you if you treat them well. Focus on the business that you knew, you know best and be the industry leader. How do you get to be the industry leader? You've had years of experience in the industry. And you see this road. Does it go straight? No. The path of success is never straight. The path of success is what you think and then onwards comes sudden storms or what the universe wants to gift you with. And I want you always to be open to the gifts and the joy and the blessings of the universe. So this young woman changed my life. She was 12. She tried to commit suicide four times. Her mother had taken her to a prescribing um, psychiatrist at that time when she was eight who put her on Prozac. The problem was body dysmorphia and social media bullying and bullying as an eight-year-old. By the time she was 12 years old, after being on 40 grams of Prozac, she was hearing voices and swallowing entire bottles of bottles of pills. Her father, who was CEO of a huge company, couldn't go to work. They were constantly on suicide watch, constantly. And when she came into my office, I said to her, Brooke, can I help you? How can I help you? She said, Doc, can you help me? And I'm just on, on the edge of my seat, wondering how can I help this child? She said words that changed my life. Dr. Angelica, can you help me kill myself? And I got on my knees after that child left, and I begged her, begged God for her life. And I said, God, if you give me one life, it's this one. It's this one. I've got to have this one. Did I know how to solve a suicide then? No. Did I know how to solve a meth, cocaine, or heroin addict at the time that it started? No. God does not call the equipped. Equips the calls. So here we have Nadia Comaneci. We've talked about a lot about being perfect. She was the first young woman in the history of gymnastics to get a perfect ten. And she said when she um, collected her medal, an athlete does not think about perfection. An athlete 
just thinks about what needs to be done now. She was 15 when she was a world champion. Think about it. Where are our leaders? Is that bad? Is there what on this? What? You want to video? Uh, is there a video? Huh? Yeah, there was a video on question. Maybe not, not available yet. Oh, oh watch no, on it's okay. Yeah. We can have we can have the mouse. So why did I why did I why did I include a mouse? Why suddenly out of all this presentation stuff did I include a mouse? Because yesterday morning in neuroscience news, there was a huge article on how the scientists of today are finally starting to use female mice in their experiments, and uh, because. They weren't using female mice before because the, the woman's hormonal cycle was only six, six days with a mouse, and whereas a woman's normal hormonal cycle is 28 days. I was at Toronto General Hospital in the room speaking on trauma when I had four women Olympic athletes who have donated their brain to science because they don't believe that alternative therapies can restore their brain. Guess what I told the plastic surgeons? I don't know if the slide is there. Oh, this one. Oh, I did this one. This is what your brain, what your brain, you know when you say, oh, I'm so frazzled, I'm so frazzled. This is what your brain looks like inside its head when you say you're frazzled. See those neurons? They can't fire together. Yeah. If the neurons can't fire together, the neurons can't wire together, and you can't solve problems. Mm -hmm. This is the limbic system. Do you, system, do you see this? The amygdala. Amygdala. amygdala causes fight flight. Do you see like the fight flight? Fight flight. The amygdala is going to say, here's your woundedness. You either get angry about it or you leave. All right? The thalamus has 21, that big green thing there, has 21 parts to it. Part number five is the part on addiction. When you go from the amygdala to the thalamus and keep pushing that, pushing that, pushing that addiction part, it, it works in a relay and it brings the, the response back to the hypothalamus. So guess what you have there? You have an ongoing loop of addiction and fight and flight. And all of this can be easily resolved with, um, with it's, it's, a, it's an acupuncture device which I discovered how to use on the, on the outside of the ear, which calms all of that. And after 30 days of that, guess what? No more addiction, ever, for the rest of a person's life. So Albert, Albert Einstein, besides Tesla, Albert Einstein is also my hero, and he's so fun. Look at how great he is. It said, he said, look deep into nature, and you will understand everything better. Why did it take me so long to be a neuroscientist? I wanted to do it from the time I was eight years old. My values were, my family values, my generational values were no drugs, no scalpel. So how do you change a brain when it's no drugs, no scalpel? Well, I did um, hands-on, you know, besides the cortices, there's also this lovely technique called access consciousness. There's 35,000 access consciousness practitioners. Anyone who's a coach here can take a course. It takes a couple of days or a day, and you can practice deleting trauma out of somebody's brain. It's not hard, and it's doable. 
and in an hour and a half, I can delete 80, 70, 80, 70 or 80 years of trauma. What? Yeah. So, so that's not all. So then here we are. All trauma, all trauma is chemical. And as Dr. Bone talked about, um, we're either experiencing the highs of the, the highs of the success, the highs of the triumph, or the lows of the disaster. Well, guess what? That is reprogramming our brain with mis miswritten information into cellular memory. And if you look, number two, it says Angelica. Angelica is also a weed that grows by the side of the road. So, the way we're green? <laughs> yes, one of the reasons. But it's also, do you see all those, do you see all those oils that are there, all those herbs? When they are distilled, they can reprogram the miswritten information in the cellular memory. So yesterday, when someone was talking about abundance, I came, so six years ago or seven years ago, I, um, I started my, started adding, besides light therapy and sound therapy, I started adding essential oils therapy to my practice, and this was very revolutionary. Because it, in, in, as many of you experienced either this morning or yesterday, this morning or yesterday, <laughs> that when you inhale, within 20 seconds of inhalation, that medicine, that plant, distilled plant medicine goes straight into your prefrontal lobe. 20 minutes later, it's through all the cells of your body. So in sacred frankincense, I've used sacred frankincense on, on a stage four glioblastoma on a wound. It does amazing stuff. Next. Uh, oh, we missed on the bottom of that last slide was frankincense and myrrh that rewrite that rewrite memory. Well, what did the wise men bring Jesus? Yeah. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And guess what? It was not gold bricks. It was gold as in turmeric. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Then, then here we are with sesquiterpenes. So one is monoterpenes, the other is sesquiterpenes that deprogram the wrong information from the cellular memory stored in the DNA. And if we are talking about generational woundedness, whether that is um, that is any kind of thing that you are holding, well, my parents didn't have money, or. My parents didn't move, or we only lived in this in this part of the city, or we only did this. All of all of our family are nurses. All of our family are doctors. What if you are not that person? Are you carrying that generational wound? So then, uh, so we go to sesquiterpenes. Yeah. I'm, I'm just about done. So there was never a brain that healed because of a drug. This is a happy brain because it had light therapy. Mm -hmm. And thank you uh, so much, uh, doctor, for bringing forward breast cancer because one of the things in my research on addiction, before there is a cancer, there are seven years before there is a cancer, there's a lesion formed on the brain. Um, and you can, uh, one of the scientists, German, Gerrit Hammer was a scientist who discovered that. You can look that up. This is Brooke today, she's 18 years old, graduating, graduating. I talk to her all the time. Um, yes, so what fuels your life? What is the rocket that makes you take off? I want you to stay always in the fuel and not in the ashes. Excellence in women as CEOs, they are what they talk about. So we need to encourage the mavericks, the rebels to be their best and examining failure 
Edison failed 10,000 times. The Wright brothers failed how many hundreds of times? Did they get the rocket to the moon on the first shot? No. So honoring the champion in you is what is going to get you going. So we're talking before about excellence as women as CEOs. Women are what we are, what we talk about. If we are only talking about woundedness, guess what we get more of? Woundedness. woundedness. If we are talking about excellence, if we are talking about our goals, if we are talking about global leadership, then own it. So there we have two CEOs. Steve Jobs was fired from his job. Imagine being fired from your own company. The woman on the bottom is Sarah Blakely. She invented Spanx. She's a billionaire. She followed her dream. There are many, many billionaire women as CEOs today. So excellent companies. Companies are sailed, they're not driven. It's not a straight path. You have to, you have to adjust the sails, go with the wind, find your way on the plank, <laughs> all of those things. Excellent execution, again, it goes back to alignment of vision, alignment of purpose, alignment of mission, pathfinding, decision making, implementation and finding the money. The path is never straight, it has its twists and turns, storms come up, leaves, rocks, the road to success is the unknown. Follow it. What caused me to find the answer to permanent addiction solution? The unknown, the fascination of, there's gotta be an answer. Somebody has to crack these codes. I knew in 2013 that depression would quadruple in the next four years. I knew then. So, scaled companies act like small companies. They're self-directed, they have experimentation, experimentation. The key to employees owning their work. The creative fanatic, and we are all those, should not just be tolerated, they should be encouraged. The creativity is not is dreaming up new things and innovation is doing old things better. The power to implement these ideas is critical, critical to entrepreneurship. So take the leap with women in science. I'm, Angel I'm Angelica Wagner, I'm a blonde woman scientist who discovered the permanent end of addiction in 2013. In 2015, I added light therapy. In 2017, I added essential oils therapy. I, um, did my, I conquered my first epilepsy case uh, in 2013. I conquered um, my first stage four glioblastoma in 2018. And um, so I want you to really understand it's not what you know, it's what you're fascinated by. It's what you follow to the end and say somebody has to do something. Our time is now as women. Thank you so much. We appreciate you sharing your thoughts today about what you think would move the ball forward for humanity. Thank you for your human rights advocacy. As we move forward, you can contact Dr. Angelica at her email address below. Please make the time to also connect with her on LinkedIn, where she's also available 
to connect with. Thank you again, Dr. Angelica Wagner, for participating in the Social Good Magazine show. The Social Good Magazine is designed to inspire others to make a difference in their communities. Created by Kristen Tomasino, this show and magazine showcases the stories of people making a positive impact in their neighborhoods and beyond. Whether it's through volunteering, fundraising, or simply lending a helping hand, these individuals remind us that we can all make a difference. The Social Good Magazine